Today in part two of Hope for the Holidays series, I'm going to be talking about how to live from a place of expectancy instead of expectation. There is a big difference. So go grab your notebook and pen because I know you're going to want to take some notes because I want to help you thrive during the holidays as well as apply this to your life for everyday situations so you can thrive. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be because you were created to thrive. So for today, for part two of Hope for the Holidays, I want to help you live from a place of expectancy versus expectation. And I'm going to explain why. And this is something that I have had to get understanding of for my own life because it has been pivotal for me to understand the difference. You know, both have the word expect in them. And when it comes to the holiday seasons, we really can have a lot of expectations. You know, we have this Hallmark movie a lot of times, especially as women, we have this Hallmark movie playing in our minds, you know, where we all gather together and it's full of love and laughter and it's just, you know, the best time of the year. However, my experience has been it doesn't always go that way and it rarely goes the way we expect it to. Old wounds are uncovered, you know, different or difficult personalities are encountered. Just the stress of preparing food and entertaining other people is really stressful. And especially if you're trying to live up to an expectation of either yourself or that someone else has put on you. And I want to help you live in a way that you can thrive this holiday season. And so that's why I'm going to talk about expectancy versus expectation. We just got through with Thanksgiving. And when you go back to work or you meet people or talk with people, they'll ask, how did it go? How was your Thanksgiving? And you can either give, you know, the general response or you can just really get honest with yourself. And, you know, mine personally was really interesting. Um, I don't have a, a tradition of Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, as a result of moving so much, having moved 24 times in 31 years as an adult, I really don't have a lot of traditions. And also my husband's work travel has created, you know, a different dynamic for us because he has gone so much with his career, really that the holiday time is really a time for us with us and our twin boys to really be a family unit. And so I get real protective of that time, even though I want to be with family and friends. I also prioritize, you know, my own time with my husband and my children. So this Thanksgiving was a real interesting one. Um, my boys are, our twin boys are freshmen at college and they live two hours away from us. So they were coming home. But right before Thanksgiving, we had 
experienced the death of a close friend, and it's a woman that my husband grew up with. And it really was shocking because we had texted with her the day before she suddenly died. She was planning, her and her husband, planning on coming down to see us this coming March here in Florida. And it really was a total shock that she had had some minor surgery and had just something tragic happen as a result. And and now she is with Jesus. And what do you do with that? You know, And so that meant our Thanksgiving was going to be different because my husband was flying back to Michigan to go to the funeral. And it was the day after Thanksgiving. And my boys are only home for a few days during their, their Thanksgiving break from college. So I had a lot of emotions happen during this Thanksgiving where I knew that my husband's place was to go and honor our, our dear friend and be light and um, give life to those who are hurting and to honor our dear friend. But also in my heart, I was sad because I wanted my husband here selfishly with me and my children because time is is such a valuable and precious gift. And I really had to do this heart work with what is it that's going on in my heart. And for me, sadness and loneliness came up because we get triggered a lot of times at the holidays based on those expectations. And it's hard for me to talk about, you know, the vulnerability because I've just gotten used to of, I just put up with it. I just move forward and depend on the Lord to work it out. And what was interesting this Thanksgiving was he did just that. Um, there was grace for my husband to leave, to go you know, to the funeral, to the life celebration of our dear friend. But also God brought us new friends that we've connected with briefly and brought them to Florida. And we got to have two different times with them this week of Thanksgiving that was really unexpected and was just such a life-giving exchange of time. And so I want to talk about living from a position of expectancy versus expectation. And there is a big difference. And so I want to unpack this. And I don't know if you've even thought about it before, because they both start with the word expect. And we need to live with goals and dreams but it's where we put our focus and it's how we look at things that's going to make the big difference. So I want to unpack that. I could talk a lot about hope because for years I have had to battle hopelessness. And hope is the key to really your faith. We focus so much a lot of times on faith because, you know, Hebrews 11 says that, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And without uh, hope, faith has nothing to give substance to. So hope is key. And right now, more than ever, I think everyone needs hope because that is what is being challenged. And hope is really your positive, creative imagination of a good outcome versus something destructive. 
Hope paints a picture on your heart. And we have to have that positive, um, confident desire that wants to be fulfilled. You know, Proverbs 13, 12 says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope, when it's not fulfilled, makes the heart sick. When we deal with disappointments, and nothing more will set you up for a disappointment than having an unmet expectation. So I want to get into what does it mean by expectations versus expectancy. So let's just unpack this for a little bit. Expectation is of really of our own belief that something will happen in the future. And an expectation really wants and believes something will happen in a certain way or have a certain outcome. And when it doesn't happen, we get left with a sense of disappointment, sadness, frustration. There's that emptiness inside. And if we don't know how to deal with that, how to do the heart work, then it can easily turn into anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. And it's really a trap that we um, get ourselves into. And that expectation really is holding our own thoughts and ideas with a timeline that our own plans of what will or shouldn't ha- or should happen. And it puts a demand on others as well as ourself. And it really is rooted in a motivation to be in control, which is really pride. And a lot of times we feel like we deserve certain things, or again, we have this desire and we want it to be fulfilled. And when it doesn't happen in a certain way or the certain time frame, it actually can make our hearts sick. And in the next episode, I'm going to talk more about how do you do this heart work? What is involved in that? Because, um, you know, it says in, um, that in the Proverbs that uh, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. And that's Proverbs 4.23. We're going to talk more about what that looks like in the next episode. But for right now, let's get back to expectancy versus an expectation. See, expectancy does not expect things, but rather it's rooted in hope. It's that confidence in a good outcome, but releases the expectation of what it is to look like or how it's going to come about, as well as in the time frame. And without definitions, you know, it's a joyful certainty is how I like to explain expectancy. It's tied to hope. Without having a definition or a time frame or a demand, it's based on your relationship and dependency upon the Lord to guide and direct your steps. It's really expectancy is leaving space for the Lord to move where we cooperate with him. And it's an environment in which miracles can happen. It's a matter of surrendering our will to do his will 
which will lead to life in abundance that overflows with joy and peace and that will influence other people. And really, when I talk about expectancy, it's to be God-dependent and to be confident that he's going to work it all out for my good and it will be a blessing. I always say God is always in the two for business. It's not just for other people. It's for me. And if he gives me something to share with someone else, I benefit from it as well. So God is always at least in the two for business. And with expectancy, it is allowing yourself to be flexible and teachable. It allows for the unexpected to happen, but not getting upset when it does happen and believing that the outcome, that it all works for you, not against you. And there's scriptures that I have to reinforce that. Um, first of all, it's Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has a hope and a future, an expected end for me, that what he has planned for me, I get to partner with him. Because this is how God has set it up, for us to be so dependent upon him that it's this relationship. It's not a duty. Romans 8.28 is a very familiar verse that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And if you read down to verse 31, it tells you what that purpose is, and it's to be conformed to the image of Christ to where it's, God, not my will, but your will be done. And we partner together to see that happen. And it also is like in Joseph in um, Genesis, where it says that God worked all of this in Genesis 50, verse 20. It says that anything evil planned against me, God's going to turn for my good. I'm just paraphrasing what that that scripture says. I do that a lot. I personalize scripture. So if you hear me quoting scripture, a lot of times it's because I've, or I've, I've changed it because I personalize scripture. The word is life to me. And when you personalize it, you know that the word is working for you. And that's why living with expectancy is allowing me to know that with God, all things are possible that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so it's my relationship, and it's really him is the only one that I can depend upon. And that's where um, my hope has to be rooted and anchored in him. And it says that in Romans 5, that 5-5, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, and now abides faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So when you're rooted and established in God's love, you live from a place of hope, which is expectancy. And that is going to be the key. And so you can release all of the people and the expectations of demands upon people. 
But love is the key to living in expectancy. And really, I talk about in my mentoring group, we've been talking a long time about the root of all unbelief is not receiving God's love for you, of not understanding how much Jesus, what Jesus did in the finished work of his cross, in his death, burial, and resurrection, that nothing can separate you from the love of Christ, of what he's done for you. So that allows you to let go of putting an expectation on people, on things, on an outcome. And that includes God, because a lot of times people put an expectation on God that he's going to do a certain thing in a certain way, such as a healing or uh, you know, changing someone else. And this is really what I had to learn 16 years ago when my husband and I were separated and going through the process of entering into a divorce. Now, we didn't get divorced, but we didn't know that when we were going through it. And it really was the fact that I turned my focus onto the Lord to really know him, to not know about him any longer, but to know him in a very deep and personal way because he was all that I could depend on because my whole life got turned upside down, which now in in hindsight was really right side up because I had so much uh, that I had to let go of and allow God to reprogram the way I thought. And anyway, I don't want to digress from that. How do you move past expectations? You know, one of the, the key things is to recognize that you have them. And once you recognize them, then you can just release them. And it's a process of recognizing and then repenting, change the way you think, and then releasing those to the Lord, and then receiving God's love, his grace, his mercy, and his peace, and asking him to give you a different way of looking at it, that it's a process versus the outcome. So that's where you are then you can simply just do that at any time. It's just getting alone with God and just giving him that time and that space. And then really gratitude is a key where we focus our thoughts and our imagination and our words. And when you focus on how good things are, you're not focusing on the lack in what you don't have. And being so thankful during that time, like for me during Thanksgiving was, thank you, Lord, that we have this time together. We have a day together, just the four of us, my kids and my husband and I, that we can have this time just to spend with each other. And thank you that he brought new friends for us to visit with that we weren't expecting to see. And it was life-giving exchange. And thank you for, you know, just that we're in this environment that we can be in where we can be outside and walk and talk and, and laugh together. But it's being so intentional about the little things and then releasing the lack, releasing what you don't have to the Lord and know that he's going to turn it all for my good.
because I love him and I want to be conformed into the image of Christ. So I hope this was helpful for you today and that you can live from a different perspective and release people and events from meeting a need because really your expectation comes from God alone. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And that word expectation is literally in the Strong's. It means accord as an attachment. Now, figuratively, or ex- it means expectancy, hope to live, the thing that I long for, a desire. And so that is why our expectation is in God alone. But to live from a place of expectancy is really what that word is talking about. And in Hebrews 6, 19, it says, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. And that's our heart. So we've got to give God our heart and live with that expectancy of him that he's going to work mightily on our behalf. And I could give you tons of scriptures, but I'm just going to keep it there that with that today. But So I hope this blesses you today. If you want to go deeper, I have a mentoring uh, group where we go deeper into doing the heart work. We go deeper into the scriptures to help you connect the dots, to have your own aha moments, to live a life that is engaged in your heart, uh, to really be who God created you to be and have the life and do what he's called you to. So check out my link if you're interested in that mentorship group. But until then, I pray that you have a blessed week. We're going to go talk more deeper about uh, on the heart and how do you deal with loneliness and what do you do with um, some of the things that we're going to face during the holidays and how can you love people well. So until next time, be blessed. Real quick before you go, if this has blessed you in any way, I would love for you to help me out. And here's how you can do that. Go to the Apple Podcasts and write a review for my podcast, Created to Thrive. Your comments make a big difference. And I would love to know how this is helping you make a difference in your life. And then also share it with other people. Anyone that you know that needs to start thriving, I would love for you to share that in all the various ways. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day.